Scott Patton along with Shane James and when we're here we are thinking fit and being fit <laughs> we usually say that at the end well I want to say it at the beginning get everybody in the mood something something different something different that's right you usually say how are you doing Shane and I always say something like this I'm having a better than excellent day because I always am but that's how we usually start I know but I want to break that state get us into a new um, way of being Okay, I'm kind of lost now. Can we start again? Nope. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Unedited, live, uh, and raw. That's right. We just got That's back. That's how we do it here. That's right. Whether you like it or not. That's yeah. just the way it is. Because we're the producers, the directors, and uh, the podcasters. That's right. And we think we know it all, but we really don't know anything. We just know enough to push the record <laughs> button. That's right. Actually, you don't know enough. Last, I'll have to tell the listeners this. <laughs> yeah. Last podcast we did for you guys... We would have had one out to you sooner, but we actually did it, and Scott forgot to press the record button on the recorder. So it was about two weeks later, and he called me. He's like, uh, you know that podcast we did? I didn't press the record button. It so. was a really good one, too. Yeah. It was excellent. Yeah. You, you would have liked it. Now, that's not really helping, is it? No, that's not helping. So that's like, he's only did that well, 11 times now. No, I've done it twice <laughs> in, in 77 podcast episodes. That's why, or 78 podcast episodes. That's why there's only 76. Yes. Uh, well, the one time you did it, we did two podcasts in a row. Mm, well, that's true. Yeah, so that's three, actually. Three, all right. I had to throw that in. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. The good news is, I bought a car. I don't think I've told everybody. You found a car. I found a car. I bought a car. Oh, you bought a car. Right. Yeah, I you, found fi- a- you finally splurged. I finally and bought a car. Went what down. happened to you? What, ha- what happened in your brain? Did it all of a sudden, like, something different? You wake up, did somebody hit you in the head or something? Or? No, no. I'm not quite sure. Uh, well, actually, there's a couple reasons why. The main reason was I love to ski, and I've hardly gone skiing. Why? Because I don't have a car to drive up to the ski. So you were tired of skiing to the mountain. That's yeah, walking to the mountain in my ski boots, which is like 40 miles away, <laughs> and then and then trying to ski around and then ski home. So well, that's yeah. how, is that how you lost so much weight? No, okay. no, it was your exercise program. Yeah, I know that, but I was giving you a nice plug. Right? Thanks. Uh, yeah, so I got this car. It's great. It's black. It. Uh, it is black. Jeez, no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. He's got a black car, you guys. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. And uh, I, it hasn't been stolen yet. It hasn't been stolen yet. I haven't lost it. However, uh, it's. I always buy cars used because I don't believe in buying new cars and I'm recycling and reuse and all that sort of green Half stuff. Half the time you don't even believe in buying a car, let alone well, buying a used car. That's right. I, I think there's a step up. And uh, uh, so I get in it. And I drive and I do all, I go to about 14 different places, right? And I pick up this, I pick up that, I get some groceries, blah, blah, blah. And I think, oh, I should give it an oil change, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't know when it had its last oil change. So I drive up to like Mr. Lube, park there, you know, and you're waiting. They bring you the paper and all the rest of it. The guy, you know, says, okay, come up. So I start it, drive up. 
they give the oil change and then you know they say you know start it up to rev it up and let the oil kind of go through the engine right yeah won't start battery died and I think I can't believe this right I've all morning I've been driving around start stop start stop start stop and I'm at like Mr. Lube at the mechanic hmm. and I can't decide if I'm really mad or really happy right or, like, the, or the mechanics are really smart or, or the mechanics <laughs> are really smart right so you know, because, I mean, if it had stopped at, like, Safeway or something, like, I'd had to get a tow truck, and I had to do this, and I had to do that, and everything else, right? But, so it's, and I mean, I'm watching these guys, because I really thought, you know, they must have, like, done something to the battery when I went. Yeah, what are the chances, right? What are the chances, right? So the guy says, yeah, and he says, it's one of these things, if you look at the battery, it's got a little green bubble when it's good, and it's black when it's not. And he says, you know, oh, it's black, it's no good, you need to change it, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay. And I mean, I've gone, it's not like I've never been to these people, I don't know them or anything, I've, I go there all the time. When I had a car, I went there all the time, right? And uh, so he says, oh, you know, I'll go see if we've got one in stock. Comes back, and he says, last one. Of course, you know, there are different shaped batteries, right? So for my car, I have the, yeah. so I'm thinking, you know, I get the last battery at the, at the shop, where my car dies, and I'm also thinking, oh, thank, you, know, you know, one reason not to buy a used car, right? It's yeah. Like, you know, if it's a brand new car, probably the battery would have lasted a little longer than like three days, because it's three days after I bought it, right? But aside from that, and which I think of as more of, you know, fortunate that it happened that way, because like, it was a good thing. If it's going to die, I'd rather die there than 50 miles out of town, right? Mm, yeah. Um, and, and it's, I mean, it's part of what happens when you buy a used car, but it just blew my mind that it happened that way, which was really perfect if you get over the fact that it, the battery died. Yeah. Right. So there, I mean, I haven't had my car a week and I have a car story for you guys already. So what's the lesson in that? The, well, the lesson in that is how, did, how, did, how do you look at what happens okay. to you, right? Yeah. Because if you looked at it like, oh God, I just spent, you know, $15,000 on this car and you know, three days later the battery dies, what's gonna go next? You know, I've got a lemon, oh my god, this is awful, right? Or you could think of, well, you know, the battery life is five years, the car is five and a half years old, and uh, the battery is five and a half years old, and it, when it did go, it went in the absolute best place that it could have gone. Yeah, but let's say if it went in the worst place that it possibly could have gone, if, how you perceive it would be the same thing. Let's say it's like the book, right? Don't sweat the small things. Yeah. Everything's small. Because yeah. there's nothing really that big. And, and so I think a lot of times we actually start eating the nights away because we get into emotional states where little stuff like that actually happens to us. And then we start to eat it away and it starts to build up and we start to get frustrated and then the next thing happens, the next thing happens, the next thing happens yeah. over and over when really everything is small. And somebody said to me one time, Shane, well, what do you mean is everything small? Is like everything you small, like nothing like gets to you? And I said, well, there's times when like I may get frustrated for like 10 seconds or 20 seconds or whatever and, you know, maybe get stressed out for 10 or 15 seconds. But I don't let that keep going on and on and on, mm -hmm. right, to affect my life. And like that little thing like of your battery dying, somebody might say, let's say it didn't happen in the shop and it happened somewhere else. And they may say, oh, why did this happen to me? I can't believe this happened. This stuff always happens to me, you know. And then they yeah, have to self no, or what, That's right? right. And then they have to walk to like, say, you know, the gas station. Two to get blocks. Two blocks to the gas station, right? So they're walking, they see A&W and they stop at A&W. They have an excuse to eat. Oh, wait. So you can use this in a lot of contexts, right? That's right. So it's how you perceive stuff. Now, if you just go around and you realize that everything is small, nothing is too big. It's like even somebody said to me, well, 
one time shame. What happens if you're uh, you're very close to your grandma and grandpa when your grandma dies? Is that going to be small to you? And I said, it's going to be a small in what way? I said, to me, it's a celebration. Why? Because I know she's been with me for a long time. We've had a lot of good times together. And so I know from her looking down, she wouldn't want to see me in an emotional state of sadness, frustration, overwhelm, stress. Like She wouldn't want to see that. She yeah. wouldn't want to look down and see me remembering our good times, see me happy, see me being successful, see me enjoying life. So why would I decide to put myself in that state? Because society says, oh, because you go to a funeral means you have to be sad. Now, I'm not saying don't grieve. It's good to grieve. But it's only good to grieve for so long and then change your state. Yeah, right? if you're grieving five years later, you, there's a problem. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you don't have to, have to keep grieving and grieving and grieving what society says you anchor that in. It's like when people, just like, it's like when people walk into a funeral and they hug the person that, say, somebody died in your family. Let's say you, Scott, somebody dies yeah. in your family and, yeah. and everybody hugs you. Yeah. Well, what do you think happens? When they walk in and they hug you, they anchor you to that state, that feeling. So the next time what happens is when, say, your wife or your husband comes up and they hug you that same way, you actually go into that state of depression because you got hugged so many times at the funeral because so many people did it to you in that same state. So it anchored you. When you talked about your grandma, she hasn't passed away, I don't think, right? No, no. no. When you talked about that example with your grandma, you reminded me actually of one of the most inspirational people I've ever met who was the aunt of my ex-wife. And she, uh, she had a family, she had a husband, I think she had three kids, and the father was driving the three kids, and they crossed a railway line, and a train hit them. They all died, mm -hmm. except the, the aunt, yeah. right? And I didn't know her when this happened. This happened long before I, I met the family. And she remarried and had two more children. Mm. And I, when I met her, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know the backstory the first time I met her, right? And, yeah. And here she is. She's got this wonderful life and this family and everything else, and she's you know happy and everything. And then I found out this was like her second family, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I thought, what an amazing woman to have had that tragedy occur and pick herself up and rebuild her life. I mean, she didn't, you know, find a guy and marry him like three days later. You know, I mean, yeah. sure there was a process and everything else. Yeah. But, you know, if you were to, to be quite honest, you know, if if my sons and when I was married, my wife had been hit by a train and died, I don't know that I would have ever picked up the pieces. I'd like to think that I would, but there's a big part of me that says, oh my God, I don't think I could get over that. Because that, you know, that's huge. Well, you're probably right. You're probably right you couldn't. Yeah. Because that's how you think. That's right. Because you just said, if you're saying to yourself, I probably can't get over that, you're 100% you're not going to get over it. There you go. I guarantee you're not going to get over it. So, yeah. go on. Yeah. So, anyway, this woman I just thought was very, very inspirational in, in taking that tra tragedy and then moving on with her life. And I think that's mm -hmm. really important. Yeah. And I don't think she would have said it was a small event. But, no. But on the other hand... You know, in the, all the years that I knew her, she never brought it up, and, and it wasn't a, you know, a kind of a, a focal thing. That's right. So, well, well, that was a little bit different than what we'd actually planned on starting talking out about, but uh, it was good. We yeah. just got back from hot yoga. This is what I wanted to start off with. So we're, I don't know, ten minutes in, and we're finally getting to the beginning of our podcast. As far as I was concerned, with my agenda, which is not at all. Shane's agenda, and it was very interesting because we did it in the morning, which we don't usually do. We usually do it late afternoon or, or like 8 o'clock at night, and 
for the very first time in all the months that we've been doing it, Shane, you got up to leave the room, which is which was quite amazing, and uh, because that's, that never happens, and you're always wanting to be right there. And I thought it was interesting because what, tell everybody kind of what happened. Um, I started to get sick. I got yeah, I had the well, I had the worst stomachache when we went in there, and so I got about halfway through, and my stomach well, I literally had to go to the bathroom. Like yeah. I was I was sick. And so um, I was waiting till we got to the middle part where we lay down and we go into Savastan. It's kind of a little break. Right. And so when it got to that part, I held out for that long. Then I walked over to the trainer and I said, I've got to go to the bathroom. And he said, can you just wait till after Savastan? And I said, yeah, okay, I can wait. So I went back down to the mat and I laid down. Now I thought right there, I'm like, okay, well, let's use my mind. Let's see if I can beat this and actually not leave the room. So let's see if I can actually take my mind and get it out of thinking that I don't feel good and get it out of thinking that I have to go to the bathroom and see if I can stay in the room and actually make it through the whole workout. And so that's what I did. I, I focused in, on uh, other things other than what was happening to my body and other than how I was feeling right. and focused on different things and got myself into the moment and got myself out of that thought process into a different thought process and, and uh, I made it through the whole yoga without yeah. leaving the room. That was cool. Yeah. And but so it was a learning experience yeah. because it was tough mentally to be able to do that. I, rather than the workout was hard for me today, it was tough mentally because I had other stuff my body was saying, you right. know, you got to leave. And my mind was saying, no, you're not going to leave. Right. And you see, what I thought was really neat about the whole thing, because this is something that you talk about a lot in other venues, not, not necessarily a lot on weight loss in the mind, but the importance of a coach or a mentor Right? Yeah. Because here you were, your body was saying, you know, Jane, I'm going to throw up, I'm sick, I'm, this is terrible, you've got to get out of the room. And you're going, oh, okay. And then, and what happened was the coach, the mentor, the teacher, the leader just asked you, I had no idea what he said to you, right? But, I, yeah. but you turned around and came back and sat down, which was cool because the, the yoga process and, of course, the life process is as much about discipline and and how we use our mind and I thought this was really cool because if that person hadn't been there you would have left the room mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. you know if there was no leader or whatever you would have just got up left the room and you would have had whatever the experience was that, that you had but you wouldn't have got what you came there to get yeah. right yeah. so we've often I mean Shane is an expert at getting millionaire and billionaire mentors to help people in, in business right yeah. and I thought this was just a wonderful example of the importance of a mentor because yeah. you ended up getting way more out of that particular class by kind of facing this situation and then because you were able to accept help from somebody which is another key to yeah, being yeah. a good student of a mentor right yeah was then you were able to okay So it seemed to me that a real key to the whole situation was being able to, you know, have someone there to coach, to, you know, to, and it just showed me how important having a coach or a mentor or a teacher was, because uh, otherwise we, I would, I wouldn't want to say you you slipped, right? But yeah. But I know for myself, okay, talking for myself, if I was alone in that room, at that temperature. You know, and there was a little TV with a VCR saying, do this pose, do that pose. I wouldn't be 
nearly pushed as hard as I am. Yeah. You know, but because he says, you know what, five seconds, just a little bit more, three seconds, come on, you can do it. Yeah. And I, my mind believes what he says. That's right. But he th- says I can do it, so I do it, right? That's right. But there's a good lesson in that, too, of yourself and everybody listening, is that to get ourselves motivated, we shouldn't need somebody else with us. If you want to go to a different height, if you want to have the extreme body, if you want to maybe make millions of dollars, if you want to be able to do stuff, seriously, you need to be able to, if you don't have people around you, because there's not going to be people around you at all times, you need to know what goes on in your brain. Mm-hmm. So because a lot of times some of us can stay at home and we can get up at 5 in the morning and we can work right through till 7 o'clock at night with no interruptions. Other people get interrupted all day, all day, all day long, and they don't focus and they do this and they do that. Or some of us can go to the gym all the time and keep yeah. on the routine. And we can go to the gym, but we don't need a partner to go to the gym. Now, it's good to have a partner in fitness and stuff, but notice how you think. Mm-hmm. Do you put limitations on yourself by saying, okay, well, because I'm alone, I don't have to push this hard. Because I'm here, I don't have to really do this. You yeah. know? So look at how you, what happens in your life. Yeah. yeah, and I would say absolutely, I do. Yeah. yeah, you do what? I put I put those limitations on. Do absolutely. you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. I and I work through. I mean, that's why I'm so glad that we go to hot yoga. Yeah, because I know for a fact that if you weren't coming here and pounding on my door, yeah. and Don, my our other buddy that likes to go to hot yoga, didn't come and pound on my door, I'd go a half. I probably would go half as much as I as I go, and then slowly not go at all. That's right. See. So you haven't yet made in your brain the importance of health yet. It's not that no. important to you enough yet. And, 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 so, it's, and, getting, the, and it's getting more And important. it's getting there. So, so I want to tell the listeners, ask yourself how important this is to you. So if you want to create a change in your life, you have to make it extremely important to you. You have to have enough reasons to do it, enough high-level reasons that will really push you to do this, or you're not going to do it. Is this the podcast that we didn't record? Yeah, no, no, it actually is not. But. Did we record one on importance? Uh, we did, didn't we? A long time ago, didn't we? We did a we did a podcast on importance. I didn't think it was that long ago. Did we? Yeah, but I was just wondering if it was the one that we didn't record because that, we we need to talk a little bit more about importance because you're yeah. right. Like one of the things that's really important to me in my life now is my fitness level and my health level, right? Yeah. And in it, and I've noticed like compared to a year ago, absolutely, I need less. You know, I would go more if you didn't come to yeah. hot yoga. Or I, but I still do my walks. I still do my biking. I still do the skiing. I still work out with the weights and all that stuff, right? But what I find is it's really having that partner really helps me to get to that next level. And of course, mm-hmm. now once you're at that next level and you create those new habits, you don't need the partner as much. That's right. And this is what we've got to understand: is a partner. A partner is really important in fitness to keep you accountable to yeah. what you're going to do and you guys can talk to each other and email each other and, and get results together and push each other when you miss. But when that partner goes away, that's when it kicks in. And I remember one time you said to me when you went away and you said, did you go to yoga? And I went, yeah, the whole week. And you were like, wow, you went by yourself. And to you it was like a surprise. And to me that told me that's something that you went to did. Right. Now, but I put my health of that importance to me. Like when you go away, 
I still got to go to yoga because yeah. it's not about you. It's about me. That's right. It's about my overall health. It's about me living a long, health, healthy life. It's about me losing the weight. It's about me having a good, healthy body, just like the fitness routines that I do. You know, where I've lost all the weight. Yeah. I mean, I do them by myself, right? Yeah, and I've right. dropped my weight doing those fitness routines by myself. So I have to make a decision when I get up, right? If you don't do them with me all the time, so that means that if I relied on you, I'd still probably be 55 pounds overweight, right? right? So well, only 52 pounds. That's overweight. right. That's right. So I would have lost five or four. But the, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You gotta ask yourself how important it is to, and give yourself enough reasons why you're gonna do this, and good reasons why. Mm-hmm. You know, reasons that'll empower you. That's the thing, right? So if, like, for Scott, let's say if you can't get yourself motivated when I'm not around, you need to write it down on a piece of paper and say, okay, well, what are enough reasons when Shane's not here that can get me motivated to keep going? Well, when I, you know, in the next five years, I want to be able to, you know, keep walking and live keep longer skiing. and keep skiing. You Man, know, this yoga has made a huge difference in my skiing. Yeah. So there you go. So you say, well, you take away, you know, you say, okay, well then. If I don't go in five years, I probably won't get to ski. So right. that should probably push you enough to keep going. That's but right. the thing is, you're not consciously aware of this stuff right now. So that's why if I'm not around, your brain just goes back into your old comfort zone. That's right. That's right. So you've got to make a shift and become consciously aware of that. And that will create the change for you in your life. There you go. Cool. Um, also, one thing that I want to talk about today, too, is New York. New York had a crazy, crazy thing happen today. A crazy, wonderful thing happened today. What happened? One of the most best things that's happened in the city city in a long time. I love New York, and I love New York for this reason. What happened in New York? I'll tell you what happened in New York. New York passed a bylaw today that every restaurant in New York has to put their calories on the menu, on every dine-in menu, on every dish. So that means every restaurant in New York, when you get, let's say, a plate of spaghetti, it's going to say 1,400 calories on it. When you get a hamburger and fries, it's going to say 2,500 calories at the bottom. That's taking action to create changes in the, in the world to help people you know, achieve their healthy weight wow. goals. That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, and I think that a lot of cities are going to get on board now, and I'm actually going to start jumping on this and pushing different cities to get on board. I'm going to start pushing my town that I live in right now to start doing that as well. So I'm going to create a momentum as where I'm from too to push, you know, the politicians to get on board to do this. Now, this is a phenomenal thing, and some people joke, well, now it's like, now you're going to order your calories instead of order food. Right. Yes, you are probably going to order your calories. It's a good thing. For, for instance, the Outback restaurant, we all know what the Outback restaurant is. Yeah. They have this dish, and it's got uh, french fries, uh, ranch dressing, and some kind of cheese on it. So in New York, in the Outback restaurant, they had to put the calories on that. Guess how many calories on that? 2,900 calories. Wow. 2,900 calories. The average woman has 2,200 calories a day, and the average man has 2,900 calories a day. So you could eat that and nothing else. That's it. And we're, to lose weight, a woman should have about 18 to 19 calories per day, calories. and a man should have about 23, right? And have exercise combined in that. So when you look at that, that dish alone there, and now if any of you have ate that dish, I bet you'll think twice now actually about ordering that dish. That's it. Because you were just talking about knowing your thoughts and self-awareness. 
if we are aware of the calories we're putting into our bodies, and we know we have an idea of how many calories we should be putting into our body, this is going to be a, make a massive change to uh, people's health. Yeah, and it should, because a lot of people say to me, well, I don't like to count calories, and I don't like to do this kind of stuff, but the bottom line is this. I don't really count calories. It's just... I've gotten so used to doing it for so many years that I can look at stuff and kind of determine how many calories are in stuff. So once you start to do it, you'll start to be able to just look at certain foods and go, okay, well, this kind of has this many calories, this has this many calories, and then you'll take two of your meals and you'll just add them up in your head mm-hmm. unconsciously because you know it, because you did it over the process. Like, I'll take two meals and I'll go, okay, well, that has about, you know, 400 calories and this has about 900 calories. Then I'll eat another meal and I'll say, okay, well, that has about 300 calories and I'll have maybe two protein shakes and I'll say, okay, well, that's 250 and 250. So now today I'm at about, let's say, you know, 1,900 calories. Now if I go to the gym, I'm going to burn that off more. That means I'm going to lose weight. If I don't go to the gym that day, I've got to keep my calories lower. If I go up into 2,900 calories that day and I haven't been to the gym, I'm not going to lose weight. Okay, I'm going to stay the same. Now if I go higher than that, I'm going to gain weight. So it's a whole thing. It It is basic, right? And it's just become consciously aware of what you're doing. And and I find that a lot of people don't understand this and they don't know how to read labels and stuff. And like I said, that uh, what we're working on, and I'm going to put this out eventually, is we'll go through the supermarkets. And around here I'll do supermarket tours, but a lot of our people obviously can't be here with me. So we'll create a DVD. And I'll actually go through the supermarkets and we'll, I'll show everybody the calories on the labels and what food's good and what's not good because it's just a lot of us don't really understand this part. Right. And it's not a hard thing to do. And you don't have to weigh and measure your food all the time and that. It's just kind of getting consciously aware of the overall context of the calories of the food. Right. And New York really stepped up and did something because they're saying, hey, look, we need to know our calories. This is why we're doing this. Right? So, you know, you can walk in there and you can say, well, look at this food has this calorie. You know, this this dish has this calorie in it, right? That's right. I mean, I would be. I mean, New York. I, I mean, I'd be eating there all the time now. You know, going out to eat because you could. I could go out and eat because I have trouble in restaurants sometimes because well, you I know what they stick in. Well, the, yeah, I, I have meals, to be very right? careful of what kind of you know sauces they're putting in it because a lot of times it's the sauces that kill you. There's certain salads in the Outback restaurants and other restaurants in the states that we order that I went and looked at the calories on before New York started this, and I thought they were good dishes. And I thought they were, like, you know, low in calories when some of the salads had, like, 1,400 calories in them, and it was a salad, but we thought it was healthy, and the salad even had fish in it. It was the sauces that they were putting in the salad. Right. So we thought we were like, okay, this is great. And then people are out eating, and they're like, wow, I'm eating great. I'm uh, eating all this salad, and I'm losing weight, but they're not losing weight. They're like, how come I'm not losing weight and I'm eating healthy? Because they don't really know what's in it. Yeah. So once you kind of know what's, what you're putting in yourself and what, what other people are putting in, you can start to you know kind of... Look at your calories, right? Right. So it's important to become consciously aware of this subject. And I think as New York steps up and other cities step up, we're all going to start to become more consciously aware of the calories. Yeah, it'll become natural because it's a psychological thing too. What happens is when we don't know, we'll eat it. But actually when we look at it and we go, there's 2,900 calories in this, we go, oh my God, I don't want to eat that. See, we actually have to become real now. Mm-hmm. You know, we actually have, like they should be putting the calories on the desserts. Now, restaurants haven't did this for a lot of years because they were scared it's going to cut down their sales. Right. Because people won't order that crappy stuff. So they thought, well, I'm not going to go here. But when New York puts a bylaw 
everybody has to do it. So everybody has to be on the same page. That's right. Right. So every city should start to do this across the world. You know, Canada, the states, everywhere, which will start. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah, cool. So I'm really happy with New York today. They definitely took a big stand and they uh, changed a part of the weight in the world. I mean, their 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 city will become healthier now due to the bylaw they put in place. And that's some right politicians and some right governments stepping up and taking action. Awesome. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up this podcast at this point. I'm pretty sure that we pushed the record button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hope. We hope. And, uh, yeah, I think it's really important that we be aware of what we put in our our mouth. And the fact that you're right. Like, I've had a lot of meals where I have no idea... You know, if it was a 3,000-calorie meal or a 500-calorie meal. Yeah. And, 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 so, and if you're not aware of it and, you, and you're not paying attention to it, then you can make a lot of uh, mistakes. Well, think about this. If you go through McDonald's and you go through A&W in one day, and you don't really think about it at the time, but if you actually... Let's say I was sitting beside you, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, as you order, and I go, now that meal that you just got is... You know, 1,800 calories. Whoa. Your brain sees a little different perspective. Your whole you as a person kind of looks at it a little differently at that food. Mm -hmm. And then you normally process as well. You know, I'm going to have, you know, supper at 7 o'clock at night, and I'm going to have, you know, all this white bread with my spaghetti and and garlic bread with it and, you know, this packed in butter and all this kind of stuff. And you go, okay, well, just in this garlic bread alone, there's... 700 calories. You know, I'm not saying it's, that's the exact total, but I'm right. just giving an example. So say there's 700 calories. So now all of a sudden you go, oh, geez, I went to A&W and I had, you know, 1,400 or calories or 1,600, and then you add 500. I'm I'll like, at, bread. Yeah, I'm at 2,200 calories. That's what I'm supposed to have in a day. Yeah. You know, so you, see, you become consciously aware of that, right? You're going to have to give up the apple pie a la mode. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is most of us don't because we actually think, well, I only uh, ate bad I only had one burger and a little bit of fries at A&W. Then I had just a little bit of garlic bread tonight at supper. So I can do the dessert now, too. That's right. Right? And see, for me, it's a different process. Like, look how I think. Because I know my calorie count. Yeah. I go, okay, well, I went to A&W. I'm like saying, I cheat. That's what I'm saying. I, I still indulge. I still have fun. Yeah. But I know what to do. That's the difference. And when I go to A&W, I go, okay, well, here, you know, I don't order the fries with it because that's, like, right there. You cut out, like, 400, 500 calories. Yeah. You know, and, and if I cheat, like, on a burger, right, I'll order the burger and I know, okay, well, there's 350 calories in this. And I'm not going to get a soft drink with it. So there I have my treats still. I get 350 calories. So I kind of know what else I can do throughout the day now. Nice. All right. So it's just setting yourself up for success is what you're doing. That's, re- that's really the key. Mm-hmm putting together the process and setting yourself up for success. Mm. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks, Shane. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, If you want to listen to some of our previous podcasts, head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com. Really like you to head over there regardless because we have a survey on there that we'd really like to get some feedback from you on uh, how we're doing, what's going on, any other topics you'd like to uh, uh, have us uh, con- have us have a conversation about be great and also there's a link there to iTunes it really helps us if you uh, click on that iTunes link it opens up iTunes and you know you can give us a rating you know a five star rating if you like us all those sort of things subscribe through iTunes it all 
helps us to uh, get the word out and, and uh, remain at the top of the iTunes directory, which brings us lots of new listeners, which encourages us to keep these uh, things going. That's right. So take action. Go take to your action. computer right now. Get on your computer and rate us five stars. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And if you not four, not three, but we want five. That's right. And leave a comment too. There, it really helps. Um, Oh, there was something else I was going to say. Head over to www.weightlossandthemind.com. Sign up. Uh, as we're recording this, it, there's only the free option, but we want to get uh, a couple thousand people into our free membership. We've got some uh, good information there. We're going to be using that as a way of uh, augmenting our podcast. And uh, there will be a premium section coming soon, which is going to be full of audios and videos and uh journals and all sorts of stuff that Shane and I have been working hard behind the scenes to prepare for you and we expect, and we've been talking about the, the Weight Loss in the Mind site for, for a while and we've got a few hundred members now and we'd like to get it up a little bit, a little bit more. It's a way you can support us and uh, tell us that we're going in the right direction. Anything, uh, uh, you want to tell them about the radio show? Oh yeah, yeah. Also, due to, you know, our podcast as well, um, we still have links for this, what I'm going to talk about on the site as yeah. well, to this. Yeah. Um, it'll actually be clearer, right? They don't know what I'm talking about yet. That's right. They're like, what's he talking about? We actually have our own radio show now, so not on the internet. We have our own radio show starting May 14th, yeah. and it'll be called Mind, Health, and Body, and that's out of Vancouver, Canada. Um, and so there'll actually be a link on the on our website yeah. that'll be able to download we'll link that. all over the place. Yeah, for, for that. And there'll be clearer recordings for that because we'll actually be in a studio. That's right. So, so yeah, we got our own radio show, so we're pretty happy about that now as yes. well. Yes. Looking so, forward to and it. And thank you because all of you, just by listening and being subscribers and sending feedback, have, uh, have made that possible. Yes, which is really cool. And also, uh, all my new friends that have been connecting me, to me through Facebook. It's been pretty cool. There's like, and like I said, any of you that want to connect to me through Facebook, you're more than welcome to add me. And there's quite a few of you that I actually talk to and, and some that I'm actually doing coaching, coaching with, which I haven't oh, even nice. told you. Yeah, there's about three people from our site that, that I'm helping with some coaching now. Nice. So, yeah, so I'm, uh, it's been great meeting you all, too, and actually putting a face to some of you now as well. That's right. It's been very, very cool. Um, That's it. I'm done. And you're yeah. sitting there. You're sitting there thinking, like I you're gonna try and say something else. And I, am I supposed to keep talking while you think? So no, no. I'm just sitting here in open air. We can have quiet because yeah. I can edit the silence out. Uh, I was also gonna say, if you go to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com, you can leave comments. Really appreciate those people that have done that. And um, there's been some really good comments lately. And I'll, on our next podcast, we'll probably address a few of them. Yeah. Uh, oh. Also, if you want to um, us to talk about anything specifically, yeah, leave, then leave yeah, a comment, give a holler, and uh, I'll definitely uh, address it for you guys. Right. Cool. Well, this you've been listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. Shane, the last four words are yours. Think fit, be fit. See y'all next time, everybody.